This is America's Webradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. You're listening to America's Web Radio. And now time for the Classic Car Show with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber. Good morning, uh, Atlanta, Georgia, anyway. And uh, welcome to the America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show. And we have a special guest on with us today, Mr. Jim Morrison, uh, uh, claim to fame. Uh, he's he's. I don't know how many records he's uh, produced at this point, but a number of. Re- no, I think that's the other one. Isn't that's John? the other. That's one. the other yeah. one. But anyway, we have Jim Morrison on from uh, Concord, North Carolina, and he has, as most of our guests recently do, he has a museum up there that he's had for a number of years, backing up classic automobile museum. Jim, how are you doing this morning? Hello, Jim. Whoops. Ooh. That wasn't good, was it? Good morning, Jim. Can you hear us? Yes, sir. Sure can. How are you doing today? Doing fine. Doing fine. We've got uh, Steve Ronaldo in here. We've got uh, Jim Weber in here. And they've loaded their pockets with questions for you about the uh, backing. I guess the first question I would have, how did you come up with the name Backing Up Museum? Automobile. Well, a gentleman named Alan Miles developed the museum probably around 30-some years ago. He was in the real estate business. Actually, he developed a housing development on old Concord Drag Strip, which was pretty big at the time, like Sox and Martin and different ones raced there. And uh, it was a real big drag strip. He developed it. When he retired, he built this museum. And all his friends told him he was backing up by going in the museum but it's rather than that he run it for probably 15 or 20 years i've had it around 15 years now so it's been there over 30 years and that's where the name come from and i just carried the name on with me well that, that at that point you didn't have to back up on coming up with a new name did you that's exactly <laughs> correct jim steve ronaldo is there your place located right near the racetrack up on the hill it is. It's a, it's a building that sits on the hill there. Uh, if you get off on Speedway Boulevard and, and Concord Mills Boulevard, which is 49 there yeah. on 85, you go about a mile and a half to the racetrack, you turn left, which is headed north, and as soon as you cross a small river, it's sitting there on the right, it has some, um, uh, some race cars sitting out front. I know exactly where it is. I, 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 when it used to be um, a lot of NASCAR stuff in there. There's a lot of NASCAR things. As a matter of fact, Alan was really into NASCAR, and I grew up here. I've been here all my life, and uh, uh, but he had a lot of NASCAR stuff. And matter of fact, uh, Mark Martin's car is in there, and a uh, uh, old dirt track car that Ralph Earnhardt supposed to drove uh, a Burger 37 Chevrolet from uh, uh, up New Jersey, and that is a 50 Ford race car. There's a. Uh, uh, Fred Lorenzo 63 Ford. It was used for promotional thing with Fred in uh, in the early late early seventies, I believe. And actually, I own a race car that was actually uh, Terry Labonte won the Winston. It was the last car Junior Johnson built. A friend of mine bought it from him. So we've got seven eight race cars in there. Plus, uh, we also have like some cars from Talladega Night that Will Ferrell drove. We got the bunny bread car and, and the me car we happen to have those in there which they've been pretty banged up and beat up one even had an automatic transmission to where uh, <laughs> oh, yeah well i can understand that but i've been there several times i i had a 
a, a lady that worked at uh, where I where I worked. She was a big NASCAR fan, and they're out in California, and there's not much out there, but. I, She'd always want me to go and find her stuff for Ricky Rudd. This lady had a crush on Ricky Rudd forever. So you guys had all kinds of goofy Ricky Rudd stuff in that place. I remember going there. Yeah, we got a, we got a gift shop in there with all the driver's things, that sort of thing. And, and matter of fact, on our website, uh, uh, you can pull our website up. It shows the gift shop. It shows inside the museum and all that sort of thing. It kind of gives you an idea of what we do and, and who we are. Yeah, yeah, cool. Do you are you a member of Hornets Nest Region in uh, uh, in Charlotte? I've known them for years. Uh, I grew up. My dad always had cars, and and we do go to. They have two big shows there a year, and we do go over there. Uh, as far as uh, participating in the the club, I do not because it's, it's pretty time consuming and I'm spread pretty thin because we actually make our living in the car business and and we do the older cars it's kind of a little bit of a sideline which is a pretty major sideline sometimes yes it is yeah because I always grew up I've been going to the auto fair for years and years and years and I my my wonderful loving sister-in-law lives in Concord oh really yes yeah her husband grew up in Concord well I've lived here all my life I've lived within a uh, three miles of the racetrack all my life and my wife grew up her farm was right next door to the, the drag strip uh when they built the new drag strip oh the z-max yeah the uh her her dad her family had about 50 acres over there which is a housing development now but but uh, we we was born and raised here born here in 1949 my dad came here in, in 19 uh when he was 17 in 37 with a little 34 forward that kind of like uh it was only a few years old which he was a they were sharecroppers, and he had a car, and people couldn't believe he was a spoiled rich kid, but his dad never had a car but six months in his life. But dad worked and made money, and he worked up there across from Philip Morris. He actually worked on that farm there. Milton oh, County. yeah. Yeah, so so your family's been in the car business for years, huh? Yeah, my dad actually done it. I always had three or four jobs, and I always had cars for sale. But we actually been doing it since... Uh, I, as a kid, I worked in a body shop, and I got drafted and went to service, went to Vietnam, come back home, and my kids say these cars are the vacations we didn't take. We've, we've been doing it since 1970, uh, last few years in a pretty big way. Well, I, w- I was there in 68 and 69. I was there for both Tet Offensives, so welcome home, brother. Thank you, sir. I was there 69 and 70 in the Marikow Division up in Central Highlands. Yeah, I was there. I was in the Highlands, too, between Cameron Bay and the Trang up on the hill in the mountains up there. Yeah, that's we walked about everywhere. I got, sure did. Yeah. Well, anyway, what are your, some of your original cars? The cars that you have that other, let's uh, you know the race cars we can come back to, but some of the more original cars you have in your museum. I've got a lot of original cars. It's like when you first walk into the museum itself, there's a DeLorean there that kids really like because of a Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. And, and then I've got a '64 Corvette race car that's a pretty unique race car. Come out of a '64 Corvette that's pretty original as far as race cars. Then, like I got a 19 foot uh, Lincoln with 11,000 miles. I ble- uh, believe it's like an 87. But then a real neat little original 52 Chevrolet panel truck. I've got uh, Model T's, about as nice ones you ever see. I've got the big 23 Studebaker touring car. Uh, I'm into like Mustangs. We have some Cobra R Mustangs, some unusual Camaros. I have a, a, a Roy Orbison. Z28 Camaro that he bought. It's not in there right this minute. Which we rotate things. We sell a lot of stuff out. We put things back in their place, 
and uh, uh, like a, uh, usually have a 40 Ford in there. Got a 40 Ford 57 Chevrolet convertible, 57 Chevrolet hardtop, uh, little 56 Oldsmobile with 30,000 miles. Uh, uh, it's uh, 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 when they first made those Prowlers in '97. I got a '97. They only made a few. I got one of those. Uh, Malay's got a little Malay big truck, a Malay small truck, uh, uh, a Hemi uh, Plymouth Satellite in 1967, uh, 37 Ford Coupe. It just goes on and on. Like, uh, there's about 50 cars in there with a lot of information and things on the wall that's pretty interesting, too. I think uh, right now we got a picture of your brother being interviewed by some lady. Uh, your brother's Jay, is that right? Yeah, that's my son. That's your son, my son. okay. Sorry yeah, about that. Uh, yeah, uh, that's a pretty interesting interview. It shows, it, matter of fact, shows them driving off. I can't believe she got in it. Uh, the old race car, the, the race car I was telling you about. Yes, sir. Did uh, most of your cars? Do you take? I mean, not all of them, but uh, most of them. Do you take out and exercise frequently, or are they all uh, just sitting there? Most uh, most of them's moved around pretty pretty often. There's uh, several things that's in there. It was when I bought the place. The little the Lauren's been there since I bought the place. The the little old, uh, 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 there's a, a 51 Ford uh, station wagon that's been there since I bought the place. And, and, uh, uh, but most of them's exercised pretty frequently. Matter of fact, there's a little Molly steak bed truck that was in there when I bought it. And we got it out, got it running, drove through the Christmas parade a time or two and put it back in there. So, so, uh, but they are in heat and air conditioned buildings. So, but, uh, them, you know, real, real good storage. Well, you can go up and get all your Ford parts right up the road at Dennis Carpenter. That's exactly right. <laughs> Matter of fact, when Dennis moved down here from uh, uh, Minnesota, him and his wife Deanna, he had a '63 Ford convertible, and his and he drove a '35 Ford coupe. Well, at that time, my dad had thirteen forty Ford, and and Dennis started reproducing knobs for a forty Ford. He was redoing. My dad. Out of 13 cars, you probably didn't have about one good set of knobs, and Daddy would loan him knobs to uh, to reproduce, uh, and that's how he got started in the business he's in, which they, they, it's, a, it's a large business. They sell all over the world. Oh, do money. they ever. That's a big, and it's a nice facility, too. Yes, it is. It's a, And they always do stuff for the, we go up for the, the uh, uh, car show in April. They always, they always uh, uh, have stuff going on up there. Yeah, he's got a museum up there. I guess you've gone through it. It's a pretty amazing place, too. Yeah, he's quite, that's, quite, that's quite a place. Any, anyway, so you don't really get into the real old brassier stuff then, huh? The real 1915 and older stuff? Uh, there was a, a beautiful little brass uh, speedster when I bought the place, and I've sold it. Uh, I don't do have many of the brass cars. I did have a Packard a 33 Packard, which wasn't a brass car that belonged to a Standard Oil Company that I sold to gentleman. I had bought a Cadillac Touring car from, uh, from the same estate, about a 23, and I actually sold it to a gentleman in the country of Georgia. Now, the probably the oldest thing I've got in there right now is a Model T, uh, a pretty amazing little Model T roaster, and a... Uh, uh, and I've got a beautiful little Studebaker touring car from the 20s. I bought a half a dozen cars from them. And that's the the little Model T's a 22. And then the uh, the Studebaker, I believe, is a 23. And I've got a 1920 um, white 
Sinclair oil tanker that's pretty pretty. That's pretty unique. cool. That's 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 different, huh? And another car I got that's pretty unique, I just happened to look at my website, is I got a little sixty seven fib car, you know, one of the cars that go in the sure. water. We've got we've got four of those, but this one here's only really? got a thousand miles. Does it leak? My brother's had his in the water. I've, I've been afraid to put this one in the water. It's a pretty unique car. Still got the regular tires and all. It's about the best one. I feel like it might be the best one in the world. I don't know, but I hate to put it in the water. <laughs> you ought to you ought to enter it in the car show. Yeah, I should. I loaned it to the racetrack one time on display. I've, uh, I've loaned them quite a few cars over the years when, in the big building they have. Yeah, we've loaned them quite a few cars over the years over the show. Yeah, Jim, yeah. Jim I tell you what, we got to stop for just a second. We take. Uh, three different breaks uh, about on the quarter hour so we're going to stop and take one of those breaks for jc taylor we'll be back with joe morrison on the classic car show on america's web radio right after this hi this is steve ronaldo host of the classic car show on america's web radio uh just talking to you about anti-car insurance i think that uh if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car consider jc taylor insurance i've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Hey, Jim, it's Jim Weber. I'm going to uh, give Steve a little break after he was reminiscing with you for a while. Okay. Uh, you said 64 Corvette race car, drag car, road race car. What's uh, it? it was done in this, uh, I think it's like these uh, 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 road race type thing. It was out of Ohio. Uh, it's a real interesting car, and it's only got 20-some thousand miles on it. It was raced several years, then retired, then run several more years. Uh, uh, Is it a Cooper or a Roadster? It's a little coupe, a little silver coupe. Okay. All right. Interesting car. Uh, big block or small? No, big block. It's a small big. block, fuel injection with the big brakes and all. Yeah. Okay. It's a, uh, uh, it's a great original car. It's pretty amazing. I was hunting information on it, but can't seem to find it right this minute. But it's got a real interesting history, and it's just a very, for a race car, it's a very original car. Is, yeah. it, is it on your website? It's on my website. Sure is. Okay, uh, I'll take a look at it after the show. I'm I'm just curious because there were quite a few Corvette SCCA race cars, and yeah, uh, yeah. This one I got a whole a lot of documentation on. It. Matter of fact, it's even got it's it come out with seven ten 
black wall tires, which I've never seen a Corvette come out with 710s. The guy special ordered it's on the bill sheet and all. And he actually got a bill sheet with this car, like a gas tank sticker. Oh, you did? Wow. Okay, does it have the big gas tank, or, or it's probably got a fuel it, cell it, now? It, it doesn't have, no, it's still got the original gas tank, but it doesn't have a fuel cell. Okay. It's just the original gas tank, but it's not the big gas tank, or it's not a tanker, no, sir. All right, and but is it the uh, ceramic brakes? In? <coughs> oh, it's, it's got the, the the big the great big racing yeah. brakes. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, that, uh, ceramic Yeah, yeah, wonderful. Wow, Jim, oh. I'm just curious, Jim, with with all the trading that you do, I assume you're your own appraiser. Uh, we do we do some appraisers uh, appraisers on cars too. We we do some of that. But as far as you judging when you're buying or whatever, you you do your own. Uh, uh, you don't yeah, go to do. an outside source. Yeah, no, we don't use outside sources. Now we do kind of uh, use each other's opinions because uh, it's kind of hard to get a handle on what cars are worth today. And uh, uh, but we use our own opinion. We go by what we sell and how easy it was to sell it and that sort of thing. And, and a lot of it's about you know just by uh, I hate to say it, but gut feeling. I, I hate to ask this, but is there anything in the museum that's not for sale? But most everything is for sale. Uh, there's a you know there's a few things there, but uh, uh, most of it's for sale because uh, we if we can change it up. See, it's twenty thousand square feet, whole about fifty cars, which we got a lot of amazing things on the walls. That's pretty interesting too. But uh, most of the, uh, what we got there, we will sell because I've got plenty of cars to replace them with. Cars are not a problem. It's not like I got to go out and hunt something, get rid of it because we, we we grew up with cars. So it sounds like you've got another storage building somewhere where you've got some stuff stashed away. Well, uh, we do because uh, uh, we don't have room to display it all, and then we bring it out and sell it. Yes, sir. Okay. You would you like to share some of that with us? Uh, I was trying to think of what all we had uh, tucked away. You know, like 34 Ford Street rods. Ooh, uh, uh, okay. Uh, 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 actual factory body or fiberglass? Uh, a steel body, yes, sir. Yeah, wow. Okay. And and then uh, uh, I've actually, which is something I wouldn't sell, I've got the first Corvette I've ever bought. I got a 56. It's a little two four-barrel car. Uh, I bought it in 1967. It's right before I went to Vietnam, and, and me and my dad went to Everbank Concord and couldn't borrow $800 to buy this little car. And I sold it once a time, and he was having second thoughts, and I was having second thoughts. I traded for it back before he got home with it. Uh, four or five hours later, he was on his way to South Carolina, and I've had all those years, and so that's pretty unique. I'm How'd you get insurance on that thing? When I got back, I tried to buy a 67 Stingray, and I couldn't get insurance. Nobody would insure me. I didn't have insurance me. on it. Matter of <laughs> fact, right, I thought I laid up on top of a tree and I bought four hundred dollars worth of parts to fix eight hundred dollar car with, and that's how I learned to work on them. When I got out of service over a period of years, yeah, ago, nobody would insure things. those things. Oh. Yeah, back in the day, it's funny now you get insurance on those cars real simple. But back in the day, like a new '68 427 Corvette, I know a gentleman here in town that was paying. He paid five thousand for the car, I believe it was, and the insurance was thousand thousand a year at that time. Yeah, it used to be. Uh, Wisconsin Dairyland Insurance, I think, was the one that would insure for people. And uh, a couple of guys that uh, I I knew uh, when I was in high school bought new Stingrays, and uh, they had the same problem. And these were guys that were single and uh, had just gotten out of the service too. So, but that's I remember the company Wisconsin Dairyland, uh-huh. and uh, they were the proud owners of 
both of them, a new Stingrays back in uh, 63. Yeah, those, as you deal in a lot of stuff, just, just sort of a question, and maybe we may not have time to to think about, where, where do you see this hobby going value-wise? I I read all of, I read Hemmings and all of this stuff, and they're, they're saying that, that uh, uh, other than some select cars, things um they see the market going away like especially muscle cars muscle cars are starting to to go down in value everybody of our generation that wanted one has one or has or has had one and now they're they're getting rid of them uh some of the standard you know 20s and 30s just regular cars are decreasing and only specific special cars like when you get into Duesenbergs or uh, V12 Packards and Cadillacs and that kind of stuff are the only ones that seem to be going up. And for whatever reason, uh, that really escapes me is the the uh, uh, Italian cars and uh, Porsche cars are going just through the roof. I don't I don't get that at all because they aren't good cars to begin with. And uh, as you can tell, Steve's a little biased. They, uh, uh, I just wondered what your take on that was. Well, well here's kind of my take on it, and, and like I said, I've learned from experience. Uh, I bought, sold, I actually sold the first trade cars when I was probably 13 years old with a jumping up the street, a little 40 Ford for a 34 Ford, and got 60 miles difference. He towed his car down there, and I, and I, and drove, I mean, and drove mine back. But been doing a long time. I've seen it up and down. Uh, I've seen the market in the 90s go to almost nothing. Uh, I've seen the market few years ago go plumb crazy uh i'm not really a uh a big time auction guy don't get caught up in those moments try not to anyway uh but most good cars are kind of double to triple in value in eight to ten years uh i think buying a car that's thirty thousand or forty thousand dollars or less i if you I don't see a problem because you can't restore them for that. Uh, main thing is buy something like buy something that's good. Uh, the main thing is, is, is you know you have a connection with the car because if you like the car, the re- the value shouldn't matter. The only time it's worth anything is when you're buying, when you're selling, or borrowing money on it. So forget about the value to a certain extent. But I one time thought that they would not be enough people for cars, but years ago Model A Roasters, I sold a Model A Roaster restored for $10,000 not too many years ago. Yeah. They bring $25,000 now and 20000 Some bring a little more, some bring a little less, according to condition. But so many cars are going overseas, so they're getting spread out. There are a lot of cars, and they might be more cars than people to, to sell them to. But I'm getting... I, I sold a little 57 fuel injection Corvette going to UK. Like I mentioned earlier, I sold a, a, a Cadillac touring car that went to the country of Georgia. Uh, they're uh, a 55 Chevrolet to Brazil. Uh, uh, just had a pickup truck going to Alaska. First car I've ever sold in Alaska, to Alaska, uh, which that's part of the United States. But they're getting so spread out. And there's so many TV programs about this educating so many people. So I think the old car market is going to be fine. You think so? And yeah. with money in the bank not worth anything in today's world, if a person's got extra money and want to put it somewhere, 
an old car is probably not a bad thing. Yeah, but these people that were paying, you know, 175000 for a, a 68 Camaro, I, I think those days are, personally, I think those days are long gone. Well, uh, they are. Now, like, I got a little Amphibia car I've had for a long time, the one about 3,000 miles. I think we asked around 70 thousand dollars for that car. They've been some restore cars bring $100,000. I think I got the best original one in the world, maybe. But nobody's took, you know, bought the car, and I've never had it nowhere. But those high-priced cars are a little bit different market, uh, and and that those auctions are a little bit different. Oh, yeah. Place yeah. to be. But in the same token, I got the 79 Corvette in the museum with 16,000 miles west in the $23,000 range. It's only got 16,000 miles. been shown car shows since it's about new. Uh, it's a good quality car. I don't think you could get in trouble there. Uh, no, probably not. You kind of hit the nail on the head when you said that people have money in the bank and uh, it's not earning any money, and that's what's going on in Europe because the Europeans are driving this Porsche market through the roof because everything over there rusted away, so they come over here and buy what's left of the air-cooled cars over here and take them back over there. And that's right, and, 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 they, and they've got the, the economy, in, they still... People have plenty of money in certain places, and yes. and, and so uh, uh, and so they're able to buy it in a limited number of cars to buy. Yeah. Jim, how do uh, you're obviously international, and and uh, like you said, we'll even include Alaska in there. Uh, but how do how do people hear about you? Well, we've got a website, and it's and I give it to you. It's www and the word Morrison M O R R I S O N the word motor, M-O-T-O-R-C-O, for company.com. And then once you pull our website up, you can pull different areas, like you can pull the museum, you can pull cars for sale, you can pull a history page that tells a little bit about us, uh, tells, you know, when we started, uh, even mentions my time in, so I just put on lately, mentions my time in the military. And, and uh, so the website is good, but now the deal is, like right now I got a little Marsh Minor, station wagon that a fellow in California is really interested but it's kind of like diving off a diamond board you're having to make that plunge to send somebody you don't know and trust their judgment or send somebody over to look at the car to uh, to buy something unless you come from California here so it's a little bit of a it's a little bit of a scary thing for people so but we've been in business a long long time and and we're not just newcomers to it so I think it makes people feel more comfortable because, you know, we have been doing a long time. Well, I, I think, uh, and we certainly appreciate you being on the show today, and uh, I think this will just add the credi- credibility and credentials to it. Um, we're up against a hard break. We're going to have to come back to you in about uh, two minutes, Jim. We appreciate you being on, and we'll be back with you right after we uh, hear from one of our sponsors. Thank you. Yes, sir. The United States Justice Foundation, since 1979, has been dedicated to instructing, informing, and educating the public on legal issues confronting America. That means you and me. When necessary, this nonprofit organization has had to litigate to present the constitutional view. Since 1980, USJF has submitted testimony to the U.S. Senate on all but one U.S. Supreme Court nominee. Learn more about USJF by visiting their website at www.usjf.net. 
Support this nonprofit as it defends our rights, our liberty, and our Constitution. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about antique car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. The uh, Classic Car Show. We've got Jim Morrison on the air. We were just talking about, uh, well, we won't even go into it. Yeah. Uh, Jim, we, I hope that you're having fun being on uh, America's Web Radio. And by the way, just so people will know, if you if they've missed the show, it's going to be, it's, we post it up on our website, and uh, it's there for quite a few weeks, and people can go back and listen to Jim and uh, Jim and Jim and Steve talk, or Steve and Jim Jim talk, or however you want to say it. <laughs> but uh, anyway, it'll be posted on our website. And uh, you want to g- give us exactly, again, w- one more time how folks can get a hold of you besides the website. We know that, but uh, uh, you're in Concord, North Carolina. That's uh, metropolitan Concord, I suppose. Yeah, we're in the, uh, there's a downtown. It's a real neat older downtown in Concord. But we're on the outskirts of Concord, uh, not too far from the uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway. The museum's next door to the speedway. Uh, the address for the museum is 4545 Concord Parkway South, 28027. That's in Concord, North Carolina. And then uh, I run a motor company, which is at 1170 Old Charlotte Road, Concord, North Carolina, 28027. And like I say, our websites, uh, I do have one for the museum that's it and the car lots joined together. You can go to either one of them and find out about us there. Yeah, Jim, I'm just curious. I'm looking at your website right now, and you're closed on Wednesday, Saturday, and Sunday. I would have thought Saturday and Sunday would be good days for you. Well, it's been through the winter. uh, uh, This is the first time we've closed this much through the winter. And uh, 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 we used to be open seven days a week, but we have closed a little more than usual this year. Uh, uh, during the winter months. Now, uh, like when the biggest group of people are in, or, you know, of course, when you have the races, you, then you have the, the you have the dirt track races, you have the drag strip, but, you know, people continually moving along. But we have been closed the most this year we've ever closed during the winter months. So uh, yeah. now, as you go into spring, will you open up again for seven days a week? Uh, I'm not sure about seven. Uh, it's to be determined, but uh, our phone number is 704-788-9500, and uh, uh, it, it would be good to call or either call here at our uh, car lot, 704-782-7716, if a, if a person's traveling a lot out of the way to make sure that we're open. And uh, uh, this has been kind of unusual. We've been closed as much as winter sure has. Yeah. Um, let's go back to your Amphi cars. You have four of those, and orig- I think they were built in Germany, correct? 
They were. They were. Yeah. They. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. We, my brother's got a little blue one, uh, and uh, uh, he's had it in the water. Yeah. I've got another one, the one in the museum. We got another one we bought out of a collection of cars. We hadn't got it running or anything yet. Uh, uh, it, I got it from Kenny Schrader, race car driver, him and Dale Earnhardt Jr. Dale Earnhardt Sr. owned it for years. And then I've got another one that needs to be restored. It's been sitting in storage. We just had time to work with it. So we do have four. We've got two good ones, one pretty good one, and one needs, needs restoration. But they're all complete and all good. Good. Now, do you do your own restoration? or We don't. Uh, we try to buy cars not needing anything. We do minor things, and we send we send things out. Uh, we don't do a lot of restoration because it's so expensive that better off, you, you know, we, we get a chance at buying groups of cars. Sometimes I'll buy six or seven cars from one person. Uh, maybe they'll lose interest or someone pass away and that sort of thing. And sometimes I'll kind of put them back in the corner and we'll go over them one at a time. So. You know, I might buy six cars and still have sold three of them and still have three. Yeah, let's go so back get to time to just kind of uh, the, you know, the usual things were sitting around being in storage. Yeah, let's go back to the Amphicars. cars. What is the four-cylinder engine? The source of that in that car? My brother would know what type of motor it is. I'm not sure. Okay, uh, he's uh, very knowledgeable about it, but I don't know enough about them. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to remember because. Uh, Back in the uh, 60s, uh, a guy I kn- knew at that time had one, and I, I was thinking it's a British, maybe a, a, a BMC Type A engine, but I'm not sure. How long did they make those things? I don't know that I much about, about I think it actually took them about four years to sell them all. They, yeah. didn't make, uh, uh, they did not uh, they just didn't sell good. They were pretty expensive. I think they were four or five thousand dollars. Yes, yes. I think they were thirty eight hundred made, and I think they might have sold them around sixty three to sixty four to uh, from sixty three or sixty four to sixty seven, sixty eight, somewhere right in there. The little red one I got with with a thousand miles is a sixty seven. Yeah, and I bought it from a cle- uh, out of a collection of cars, the German owned airlines, and I, I, I bought a, a several cars. And, and this is one of how, fa- how fast will it go on the road? They're not very fast, probably 50 mile an hour top speed, and they're pretty slow in the water, but they're pretty exciting little cars. Uh, 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 it, it, they create a lot of excitement. As a matter of fact, uh, I always told this story of a fellow in Lake Norman had one, pulled in the water with it, and guys dove in to rescue them because they thought they'd let the car run the water and thought they were <laughs> going to drown. Well, if it only goes 50, that's no problem going up 77 to Lake Norman. I mean, if you're going 50, you're you're really r- racing on that road. Yeah, 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 because <laughs> that's a pretty busy road. Today. Oh, yeah, and Bruton Smith, the exit, Route 49, is just all that stuff around the racetrack. At certain yeah, times, I- for sure. Yeah. Something else pretty interesting I got in there I had uh, I forgot to mention, and uh, I've even got a video on my website when it says cars in the museum, and it actually shows I got a, I had the old steel reel, and a, it's their uh, soapbox derby cars, and one of them actually won the race in Charlotte. And it shows the event how big a event it was, and actually he goes to uh, out of 120 cars I believe it was he won, and he went to Akron, Ohio. And it shows the uh, how big a event it was in Akron, Ohio, and how the uh, Goodyear uh, uh, sponsored some of the bands. I think, but 
Chevrolet sponsored event. It shows new Corvette convertibles, 64 and 5s, with, with uh, uh, Frankie Avalon in one and Tess, I believe it's Tess Harper that done Daniel Boone in the other. And it's a pretty amazing video. It just shows how exciting it was. And what's pretty tragic about the whole event, the reason these cars are so good, two brothers raced and one won. He was uh, nine years old. Well, in the, when he was in 11th grade in school, he got killed in an accident. So his brothers put him in the basement of the house with all the trophies and the scrapbook and everything he's got. With, and uh, and we bought him in the last couple of years. So it makes it kind of takes you back in time uh, when you when you do see the video. And it, it is on our museum website. Cool. Oh, I did that. Neat. I did soapbox yeah. derby when I was a kid. Yeah, that, that's that's. Unfortunately, it's something that has diminished. Not as many people do it anymore. But uh, well, they run out of batteries halfway down the track, and the kids can't change them. It's pretty amazing uh, <laughs> to see to see the video because you forget what a big event it was. Oh, yeah, it was huge. Yeah, in in every city, and it was amazing. So, well, that's that's a neat tribute. Um, Let's go back. You, you mentioned a Winston Cup car, the last one Junior Johnson built, that Terry Labonte drove. Right. What? It's a Chevrolet, obviously. And it, uh, what it's year? An 80, it's, it's an Arrow Coupe. You know, they made those Arrow Coupes, 86 yeah. through 87. Yeah. It, it actually won in 88, but it's a, a Budweiser car. It's a, it's a red car. Uh, with It's as raced with all the racing motor and everything, just as it was raced. Uh, and and a friend of mine bought it from Junior Johnson uh, when they quit racing the car. You know, most of those cars, when they get them out the racing circuit, they change motors, they do this, do that. But this car was just took off the circuit as raced. Beautiful. Yeah. It actually won the Winston in 1988. Okay. Oh, right. really? Yeah. What did, uh, what did, I think Flossie got all that stuff in the divorce, didn't she? Uh, I don't know. This yeah. was, see, this, this car was bought. From them and it's just so they called the racetrack in 1988. Right, right, yeah, yeah. So I, I, you know, it, it left. Just so it left the racetrack, it, it was went to private hands. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I know he had some cars and stuff up there, and I never knew what happened to it when uh, those two had split up. So right. Um, other NASCARs you, you mentioned, yeah. Talk to us. Do you have any of the old original stock car NASCARs with you know the original frame and everything? Well, not not a real stock car, old stock car. Now, like I've got the, some dirt track cars. Like I've got a six uh, six Fairlane was raced here a long time ago. Okay. I've got a uh, you know raced in the in the sixties and seventies. Right. I've got a uh, a fifty four that some uh, uh, Damer Brothers. From Gastonia, they raced it uh, uh, years ago, mm-hmm. and then I got a Burger. Uh, I believe the gentleman's name was Burger, who is pretty popular. You can pull up on the internet; he, he was pretty popular in uh, New Jersey. Uh, and then I've got a '34 Ford race car, and uh, 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 I've got something else that's pretty interesting pertaining to racing. There was a gentleman here in Concord named Johnny Bollinger. He was a parts man at Chevrolet Place. And Johnny used to furnish a 28 Chevrolet, a little homemade race car for pre-race events in the, uh, with Pure in like 69. And I've got a letter saying that they would give him $50 plus reasonable expenses. 
to take that little car I've got. I used to own the car and I'd sold it, but I got pictures of it plus pictures of him and the pure firebird girls, and they would have a clown and uh, they'd have a, a daisy queen or something, and that would be the pre-race event. I got a wall with all that information on it, kind of showing where it came from because you know they would give him fifty dollars plus reasonable expenses to go to most of the races here in the, on in each United States for that little car. And then they'd probably pay those girls, I'm thinking, 20 or $25 a, a weekend or something like that. And it's gone to, you know, uh, to how big it is now where they spend thousands and thousands right. of dollars. Back then they were spending hundreds. Yeah. And and uh, it, uh, little stuff like that's kind of inter- interesting. And uh, he always told me that he took the first V8 Corvette and won it to Chimney Rock Hill Climb. Oh, boy. And, and I researched it the other day because a NASCAR Corvette has came up that, that, that they put a 53, took a 53 Corvette and put a 56 Corvette motor in it. And, and when I pulled up Chimney Rock Hill Climb, they don't have a winner for 56 and 57. Huh. And he always told us that he actually, uh, and, and I really believe he had no, he wasn't a type person who just tell a story. Yeah. I'm sure that really happened. I don't know whether it was the main event or they had different events or not. But he always said he had the first V8 Corvette to go up Chimney Rock Hill climb. Really? That's pretty cool. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a neat one. All right. Uh, any moonshine cars? Uh, a 40 Ford uh, that was used hauled moonshine. Uh, it was in the museum when I got it. Uh, I took it out for a little while. I was going to get it running and all, and I have not. And Because I've never cranked the car since I bought the museum 15 years ago. And it it was in there. Uh, but I have took it out, but I have a 60 Ford in there that was a high point 60 Ford that I'm assuming near the moonshine still now is, is a prop. Shows them how, uh, uh, the mannequins putting liquor in the back of it, and uh, uh, it was it was a high performance 60 mile Ford Fairlane, and I would say it was probably ABC car or something. But it's it's going into place of that right now. It's sitting over there right now. Wow. <laughs> Does it have a big tank in the back? No, they just. It, but it's got cases of bottles, uh, ah. cases, jars. But they're 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 not liquor. But they look that way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get arrested on public TV. I mean, radio or something. <laughs> yeah, no, you won't. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Oh, in fact, everybody's uh, making the stuff anymore. Yeah, it's got the big comment. It sure has. Yeah. Do, do you do you do any involvement with the racetrack or Z Max at all? Uh, uh, Actually, we're going to have to come oh. back to that after our last break, Jim. If uh, you'll hang in there with us, we'll okay, be back you. right after this. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about antique car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. Who is or what is USJF? It is a nonprofit legal organization founded to protect our rights through the U.S. Constitution. Active in educating the public, USJF has also contributed directly and indirectly to legal defense efforts in many celebrated cases, 
involving fundamental conservative principles. Cases of note include the Mount Soledad Cross case, the Arizona Immigration Law case, the Obama eligibility cases, the NDAA illegal detention issue, and many more. Help this nonprofit as they help you. Visit www.usjf.net today. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. Whether cruising the strip at a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Jimmy? Yes, sir. It's Jim Weber again. Um, I'm, I'm just going to ask you a loaded question. If somebody came to you and said, Mr. Morrison, I've got $100,000 and the bank's only paying me half of 1% and I want to put it in cars, what would you tell that person? That's not a bad thing. Uh, I think it's a good thing. And... uh I, I thought the I thought the first thing you'd say, Jim, is come into my office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come in my office. Yeah, uh, there, there, uh, that's a uh, uh, that's a uh, a cars are a good place to put your money. Like I said earlier, yeah, I would buy what I like. Yeah, I would buy a good quality. I'm not talking about you don't have to buy the best of the best. I buy good usable uh, type cars. And I'd buy what I related to. Uh, you know, uh, I did have a gentleman the other day. Matter of fact, he hadn't picked them up yet. I sold him ten cars. Wow! Uh, uh, he was all over the board on what he bought. He had, and I didn't realize that he had X amount of money. He went, after the fact, I sold him three. He called me up and decided to buy some more. But he had a mission. He was going to buy about ten cars. Going to buy X, spend X amount of dollars. Yeah. And I and. Uh, 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 I, I, think, I, I sold him eight out of ten. I think I think we sold him eight. He actually bought. There was two things I didn't have. He bought somewhere else, but uh, uh, that was what he wanted to do. He wanted to buy. And it's a long term thing. Uh, he just wanted to put them up and pass them on to someone else. That's neat. That, yeah, it's just Jim. I appreciate that. That, that yeah. his, I mean, Jim Weber. I'm talking to you. You went up and did that just for me. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably what he did. Yeah. Well, I, I've got a, a friend in uh, New York that's quite a Corvette guy, and uh, he's got two or three like that. And he just he figured, man, it's better than you know money in the bank right now. Oh, I, I got to ask. We always ask this at some point during the show, and I think you mentioned. I guess your favorite car is that Corvette that you bought right before you went in over. Yeah, I got a little '56. I bought in '67. I always wanted one as a kid, and I uh, I worked in a car lot where we trade for it. And, and uh, like I say, back then I give eight hundred dollars for it, which was all it was worth. Uh, uh, but it's turned out to be an okay investment, to say the least. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Solid axle, single headlight cars are are a nice investment. That's right. And I got a little black one in the museum right now for sale, but 
but and, and I believe we asked like seventy eight thousand for it. It's a super super nice little car. Been a lot of car shows and all, but yeah, back then I give eight hundred dollars for it. Wow, that that that's great. Um, what are you looking for? Uh, yeah, I, is there anything that you or your son Jay really want and you haven't found yet? This sounds kind of strange, but uh, I would like to buy an army tank. I would like to buy a... Uh, New or used? <coughs> the what? New or used? A used army tank. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I, ISIS has a few of ours they might be willing to sell. <laughs> That's right. Matter of fact, we bought some Hummers. We had three Hummers come here. Yes, we did buy some Hummers. And uh, 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 a helicopter, I would... Uh, I wouldn't want to fly one. I couldn't fly one, but it's, uh, they still bring cold chills to me. Uh, 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 you, you want a uh, Huey? Yeah, yeah. I like to buy a, little, uh, buy a Huey. And, a, and we and we actually done museum at the museum one year a couple of years ago. The gentleman that flies at Pigeon Ford Gatlinburg, their company come in and done. They were flying one of the uh, crew, uh, team owners, and so they come in and done flights out of our museum. The first time I flew in a helicopter since 1970. And, or sixty nine seventy, and that's done flights there, and he had just sold one. He'd shut his museum down, and it was pretty reasonable. But you know, I have interest in that. But on cars, you know, uh, I like them all. Uh, a fifty, a fifty seven, one of those elder uh, stainless steel Cadillac. Oh, Eldorado, yeah, yeah, the Barretts uh, cars. Yeah, yeah, they're gorgeous. Uh, 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 I had a Barretts convertible years ago. Yeah, uh, but yeah, they they just so many you know things out there that you, you you would would buy you know that, that maybe I hadn't. But we, I've been pretty fortunate every year. We've owned a lot of things uh, and been to make a living doing it. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, you're my hero. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um, will you find me an MRAP? There should be some of those around. Uh, what kind? What is it? Now? An MRAP. That's that military vehicle that's all armored that can survive. Uh, Striker, you mean? No, no, it's an MRAP. M- yeah, I think I'm a little familiar with my thing. Yeah, International Harvester um, or Navistar made them. They're all over in the in the uh, in Iraq and Afghanistan, uh-huh. and uh, they carry troops. And they had a uh, turret with a. 50 or 60 on it. I have no idea what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, so. yeah well, it's, it's modern warfare. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. Well, I was on tanks one time for a week over there. It beat walking, but it really scared me uh, because you can't hide a big tank. No. And, and, <laughs> no. Uh, uh, and, and of course, your helicopters, they bring cold chills to you when you hear them now because uh, you love the, you love the sound of a helicopter because your food was coming, your mail was coming. Or, or you were going you, out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. But uh, but cars are real. The thing about cars today, I think, people took the excitement, the passion out of it. They made a, too much of science out of buying a car. Uh, they research, they get on computer, they ask too many questions. And, and years ago, you didn't do that. No. There was so much passion. I can remember going and looking at the first 63 Fords. As a kid, my sister took me to the Ford dealership and Chevrolet dealership and looked at new cars. I can remember how beautiful they were, how excited we were. Today, people make too big a science out of buying a car. Um, yeah, the cars just don't don't bring out excitement. It's a tool. It's a screwdriver. Yeah, there, there's no romance to it. Well, we, they, are, they all look the same, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we, David and I and Steve, all reminisce about when we were kids and 
they put paper over the showroom windows and and two or three days before the announcement of the new cars every year and you go down and have hot dogs and and apple pie at the Chevy store and uh, they'd have you know a big grand opening night in one of those old military surplus searchlights plas- you got a plastic model yeah and you got a plastic model an AMT model and uh, it was a big event every year and that doesn't happen anymore well, I'm sitting here looking at the new, brand new plastic models of the 65 and 6 Corvettes and the 56 Chevrolets and the Chevelle Convertible. Uh, I have them in my office. Jimmy, you uh, keep in, talking in a, like that. You're going to be my new best friend. <laughs> <laughs> These are brand new in the box when I took them out. We bought them, uh, the fellow the on the Chevrolet place here in town, uh, when his dad sold out year, many years ago, he took uh, cases of them home and... and my brother, he, my brother was able to get several of them. Wow! And, uh, and also, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at a little plastic model you used to get of a, of a. It was Coca-Cola or Sprite when uh, they sponsored the race car in '69 in Annapolis. Yeah. I'm sitting here looking at a brand new one out of the box and the program from uh, uh, the racetrack with it on the or Coca-Cola magazine with it on the front of it. Wow! Uh, I, uh, in my office now, I have that, that type thing. To yeah, it's not at. just the cars; it's all the stuff that goes with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just sitting here thinking about all the model cars that I. What was it? Uh, starts with an R. Ravel. Ravel. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Uh, oh gosh, and and then paint them and and and, and or get the decals with the flame decals on the and yep. put them on. Yep. Well, in the in the AMT models, the ones that were already made that the dealers had. Which is what I'm sure what Jimmy's yeah. got there. Well, they were just crappy little plastic yeah. things. Yeah, they were. Well, there's another company that made the real good ones besides AMT. AMT wasn't quite as good as the the ones I've got are not AMT. They're something else. I don't remember who made them. They actually made them for Chevrolet. AMT did make them too. And matter of fact, as a kid, I would always go at the end of the year because the models back then were dollar forty nine cent a, a, a piece. Yeah. Uh, uh, that was standard price, if I remember correctly, dollar forty nine, dollar fifty cent. If you went in a year when they had the closeout, you could buy the closeout models for two for for the same money. Yeah. And so I'd always buy at the end of the year. I'd buy two, and and I'd always <laughs> I'd be a year behind. Yeah, but you but you didn't get good ones. You got four door sedans and station wagons. No, I got the boat, two door hard tops and stuff like that. But you 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 got them a year old. You didn't have. The, you always I always bought the the the. Now, the, the, the other cars, like the 40 Ford Coupes and the 32 Fords or whatever they made back in the day, 36 Ford Coupes and all, you, uh, they were sta- the same price all the time. But it, if you hit them at the end of the year, there was a place here in Concord called Hip McBride that sold uh, toys, mostly models and stuff. You could buy them for half price at the closeout. Wow! Either either yeah. making model planes or, or model cars. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. Now, yeah. Jim, I got, you know... There's something in your DNA that tells me that uh, you, you run uh, your your bloodstream is trading, <laughs> and I, I gotta ask because you know there there was a time I can remember in my dad's business. This was before I was in business, but you know a handshake was it. You obviously probably experienced a little of that, but unfortunately today it's it's. Uh, it's across the T and dot the I and how many sheets of paper people have to sign. Do you miss the just good old horse trading? I really, really do. I miss the chance of people just coming in. You take, uh, it was easy. Uh, you'd go give a $1,800 for an old Corvette. You'd paint it and touch it up and do a little bit of work. Uh, 
you the uh, guy can give you twenty five hundred dollars for it. You give him a title, send him on his way. You take that twenty five hundred dollars and go buy something else. Uh, today is so complex: the financing, the shipping, the doing this, the doing that, the convincing a person that's what he needs. Uh, that you've got what you think he, uh, you've got what he wants. But to be able to get him to jump off that diving board is is, is difficult. Where years ago people. They knew what they wanted. When they saw it, they bought it. Now, when people see what they want, then they got to research it to make sure that it's really a good, decent deal. And I tell everyone, I said, cars, especially older cars, aren't like eggs. Eggs are larger, your chicken eggs, are large or small, brown or white. Every car is different. The cheapest one isn't always the best one. Uh, yeah, it isn't. Just That's true. Just because you pay a lot of money for something... I've got a truck here that the gentleman paid eighty thousand, spent eighty thousand dollars restoring it. But I want around thirty thousand dollars for. Whoa! I, t- I tell you what, we're going to have to thank you. I, we're up against. Uh, I didn't realize time had gotten away, Jim. Thank you so much for being on the Classic Car Show today. Back up, Auto Museum. Back up, Classic Auto Museum in Concord, North Carolina. Just ask for Jim and tell him that you heard about him on America's I'll, Web Radio. I'll stop by during the auto fair. Yeah, and I'll okay, stop and see you too, Jimmy. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.